0: Hey guys, welcome to 2024. We have turned the page on 2023 and moving into 2024. And uh, we are excited about what God has for us at Time to Man Up as we continue to follow him, seeking his will, his direction. And the nice thing is, is that when God is steering your ship, you just take your hands off the controls and you trust him. And uh believe me, for a 56 year old trying to navigate social media and uh, all the stuff that goes on with a podcast, it has been a crazy year and uh but we are looking forward to no matter how crazy 2023 was, we are looking forward to 2024 as we turn the page and that's kind of what has led to what we're going to be uh, talking about as we, look at this new year. I do want to share uh, something that we have coming up. Uh, We're still working on Time to Man Up Live. And Time to Man Up Live, we are hoping, uh, if God opens up the doors, that we are going to begin to offer for you that live in the uh, Florida area, Central Florida, uh, to begin to have some Time to Man Up Live uh, sessions where we go through studies. And uh, men can get together and build relationships. Uh, we are just in the early stages of trying to figure out some things with that. So we'll see where it goes. It may just ride off into the sunset or God may use it to do uh, some really cool things. Uh, we're just trusting him when it comes to that. And, and also, uh, we just want to, again, encourage you. Uh, you can get online at www.time2, the number two, time timetomanup.com. And check out uh, the Man Up series, Becoming the Man God Desires You to Be. Guys, this is a 10-week study based on 1 Corinthians 16, verses 13 to 14. And you guys can go through this study as a church, as a men's group. It kind of lays out, as we did in a previous podcast, how to really uh, establish a men's ministry that is strong, that is thriving, that is growing, Uh, Because in many churches, men's ministry struggles. And so we want to uh, make this available. And actually, uh, you can get on our website. And uh, you can, for free, get the first episode, chapter one of Time to Man Up, the video curriculum. Uh, You can get that first segment, plus some intro segments. If you want to check that out for your church, uh, again, get on www.time2manup.com. Great opportunity just to check it out and uh, see what's available for that. So guys, be praying for uh, the Time to Man Up ministry as we look into what God has for us. But I want to get to uh, entering this new year. Uh, perhaps you find yourself very glad leaving 2023 behind. I mean, I remember when we came out of the COVID year, right? And everybody was like, good riddance. Well, last year for 2023, perhaps you found that it was a great year for you. And perhaps you've got a lot of memories that you want to hold on to, that you want to remember, because uh, it was a great year. But you may be standing at the beginning of 2024, just thanking God that 2023 is over due to whatever events in life have happened. Or maybe you find yourself kind of spinning in neutral and being indifferent toward 2023 as compared to 2024. Whatever happens, happens. But no matter what last year brought, the calendar page is flipping whether you like it or not, whether you want it to or not. Clearly, we can't go back and change the past unless someone has found or created a flux capacitor, right? I mean, there are some of you that hear flux capacitor and you're like, what in the world is he talking about? Well, it's kind of how we define age, right? Because if you have watched Michael J. Fox classic movie, Back to the Future, and we'll just keep with the original, not the ones that followed, but Back to the Future, and the flux capacitor, uh, that is what allowed them uh, in their DeLorean, their, their car, to go back in time. Uh, but since we can't do that, uh, what is your outlook on the new year coming? We can't go back. We can't change anything. What's happened has happened. And now we have to be able to move into the new year. And in some instances, we need to be able to wipe the slate clean from the past. In other situations, we want to carry over. We want to continue the wave of momentum coming out of 2023. So when we think about 2024, I want to give you some help in getting the new year started off right. Now, listen, guys, I can't guarantee you that the new year won't be filled with challenges Because that just wouldn't be realistic. What I know is this life has challenges and I can't think of a year in my entire 56 years of existence, though I don't remember the early years very well, but I do have scars to prove the early years and some things, but every year comes with challenges every year. There are going to be challenges. Now, some years carry challenges that are far greater than others, but every year comes with challenges. The thing is, our response to those challenges is what will determine our perspective on the year, right? Our response to those challenges determines how we view 2023 and previous years and how we view the upcoming year of 2024. But what I want to focus on in this episode of the Time to Man Up podcast, I want to focus on how we can leave the past behind and move forward. You see, men, there are some of you uh, that are living in the past and you have failed to move forward. We want to remember the past but we don't want to be held back by the past. And because some of you are living in the past, you're stuck in the mud, you can't move forward. You have to figure out how do I stop living in 2023, 2020, 20, whatever, even 1900s, you know, it doesn't, it seems like so old, right? I and mean, I just remember it doesn't feel like it was that long that we were dealing with Y2K, right? Right. The world is going to die. We're going to fall off existence because we are going from 1999 to 2000. It doesn't seem like it was that far away. And guys, it's 2024 now. There are some that will listen to this podcast and they weren't even born back then. It is amazing. I notice when I scroll, anytime I register for something that requires a birth date, and maybe you're there too, When you scroll to find the year, I mean, right, the months don't change. There's always 12 months and the days don't change. There's always 31 available. If your month doesn't have 31, there's less, but there's not more. But when you go to the year, I used to just scroll down a little bit to get to my birth year, okay? And now I feel like I'm swiping multiple times to get down to my birth year. I mean, it's taking me multiple swipes just to get out of the year 2000, let alone down to 1967. I mean, it seems like you're becoming a fossil, right? And so as those years get further and further and those struggles get further and further, unfortunately, maybe it's a broken marriage, a child situation, perhaps the loss of a child, perhaps the loss of a job or a parent But we are holding on to that past, and we are staying there and not moving forward. Now, that's not what we're going to deal with today. That's something, whole separate issue, but we're not going to deal with that today. What we are going to deal with, men, is this. Men, some of you are living with the heavy hand of God on your life. And you need to get out from under it or else 2024 is going to be a lot of what 2023 brought you that heavy hand of God. And we're going to look into what our sin does because some of you have failed to learn the lessons from your past and you are set up to repeat those problems. So now again, the information that we're going to go through today is actually part of the first session of Man Up, Becoming the Man God Desires You to Be, and uh, you can again get on www.time2, the number two, time timetomanup.com, and you can download for free uh, the first session of this curriculum. You can check it out, see if it's something you're interested in and then buy the other sessions, uh, separate from that. And, uh, but those are available on our website and see if it would benefit uh, your men's group. Uh, maybe you have a men's group at church, maybe your church is struggling with men's group. Uh, check out our previous episodes because I shared a little bit about two episodes ago about how we can really get men's ministry going, uh, when often it struggles in churches. But we do believe that this study will benefit your men. Take time, get on, and check it out. So with that said, let's now get started in trying to get this new year off to a great start. Men, again, some of you are entering this year and you are living in sin. And if you don't correct your course, you will struggle to make it through. You will feel that God's blessings are nowhere to be found. You're always struggling. It will, in essence, make you feel like you are swimming against the current, right? If you do not correct your course, this struggle will continue because you are trying to swim upstream. God's like, you know what? Confess your sins, jump in the inner tube and float on down the river, right? I mean, I don't know why, but this, the the uh, Alabama song, uh, Mountain Music, just uh, you know, jumped into my head about floating on down the river, and, and uh, that's kind of like, yeah, that's my like the random thoughts of my mind, right? It's like when it comes to music, I'll just be talking, and some song will come to my mind. Um, sometimes that's good. Sometimes that's not good. Uh, but mountain music and floating down the river, you know, I, we our family used to go to the uh, Smoky Mountains and we would love to uh, just buy rafts because you could go pay and, and raft down. But we would love to just buy some cheap old Walmart rafts and uh, pull off to the side of the road when we saw rapids and ride those floats down. At first we started out with like really generic ones and, uh, they would always pop on the rocks and that, and then we got some better ones, but there was nothing like going floating on an inner tube, uh, down the river. And we have some really good family memories with that. And that song mountain music by Alabama always comes to my mind when I think about tubing down the river, right? And so some of you are swimming against the current and that's not what God wants for you. That's not what God's desire is for you. But King David from the Bible wrote a lot of the Psalms. Uh, (laughs) The Bible records a lot of his screw ups, but a lot of his good things too. I mean, guys, when I think about this, can you imagine being David who it's recorded in the word of God that we've had for a long time about your affair with Bathsheba? I mean, Peter, Peter is messing up all the time and it's recorded right there for everybody to see, right? Those mistakes that people made are recorded. I'm like in our day and age, it's social media, right? If you mess up, somebody is recording it. Somebody's putting it on social media and we have to be like so careful with what we do because of the access of social media uh, when it comes to that. But David, a man after God's own heart, right? Man after God's own heart. In Psalm 51, four, it says against you, you only have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight. And that's after having an affair with Bathsheba, killing her husband so that he could have her. She gets pregnant and and, uh, it's just a mess, right? It's a mess. And when David is confronted, he recognizes this. Now, in my mind, I think, well, you kind of sinned against Bathsheba and her husband. You know, you killed him. You had an affair, you know, there, there's a lot of bad going on there, but the reality is, is they did not make the rules. I did not make the rules and you do not make the rules. And we don't determine what that looks like when someone breaks those rules. What we know is this, God is the one, when you step outside of his boundaries, his guardrails, when you do that, you have sinned against him. So David says, Against you only have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight. You know, there are things that people do. And I think, oh, that wasn't that bad. And God's probably thinking, Sean, what are you thinking? I said that you shouldn't do that. I'm like, well, it was just a little, uh, no, it either is right or wrong. And there's not a lot of in between with that. So unfortunately, too many men try to conceal Uh, their sin, the sin that is in their life, as if they could get something past God. I mean, guys, remember this. God is all knowing. It's not like you can do something in secret and get it past him. He's the light in the darkness. He reveals what is in the darkness. God knows everything. And but here's what's great. Instead of bashing you over the fact that God knows everything, idiot. Why are you trying to get something past him? Right. I mean, why in the world would you're in? idiot if you're trying to get it past him. I'm an idiot if I'm trying to get it past him. It can't happen. But the greatest thing about that is not that I'm an idiot for trying to get it past him. It's that God still loves me. God still loves you, even in spite of that sin that is in your life. The Bible says, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. While we were nasty, ugly sinners, messed up, he died for us. Guys, that's great. But here is what you are up against if you are living in sin, okay? So if you're living in sin, if you're entering 2024 and you're living in sin, this is what you're up against. Proverbs 28:13 says this, whoever conceals his transgressions, his sin will not prosper. But he who confesses and forsakes them will obtain mercy. Guys, it is so often that we try to prosper. We try to be successful. Now, I'm sure that there are some of you that will say this. Well, I know Joe, and sorry if your name's Joe, I'm not talking about you, but I know Joe, fictional character, right? I know Joe, and and he... Lives horrible. He sleeps around. He does all these bad things. He's drinking. He's doing drugs, but he is killing it in the office. He is making money over money. He's got a great house. He's got a great car. He's got a boat. He's got multiple homes. And you're like, why is he prospering? Guys, we have to be careful what we call prospering. Because what we look at for prospering is... Is all of the stuff, but sometimes prospering guys is just living a good life and having things going well for you and not, doesn't mean everything will go right and it won't be challenging, but prospering is is that, listen, you're trying to swim upstream. You're not going to be successful as long as you're trying to live with that sin. But if you want to prosper, if you want to obtain mercy, we confess our sins. So the, the, in the Proverbs, we're told that uh, if we conceal our transgressions, if we hide it, we may get away with it according to everybody else, but God knows and we will not prosper. How can we think in the year to come that it will go well if we are living in sin? Psalm 32, man, this is a Psalm guys. I was counseling a couple and I was trying to find Psalm 51. And for some reason I had a, I had a block cause it was a marriage situation. And I thought, let's go to Psalm 51. David sins with Bathsheba. He's confronted. And this is the Psalm that emerges from that. And as I was looking for it, I don't know why I went to Psalm 32, but I went to Psalm 32 And to me, I found what I would consider um, in my times of helping people has become one of the most important Psalms to me of all of the Psalms, Psalm 132. And if you don't know it, go read it, go check it out, but be ready to be convicted by it. Right? And so David writes the Psalm from his life experience with sin and with God's response to sin. David knew his sin and he knew how God responded to sin. Guys, it is important for every man to listen to his words and to respond accordingly. If you want to experience the fullness of God and his blessings in 2024. Now, listen, guys, this is not prosperity gospel. All I'm saying is you want to be in the favor of God and not in the opposition of God. And what puts us in the opposition of God is sin. So in Psalm 32, verses three through four, it says this. For when I kept silent, when I concealed my sin, my bones wasted away through my groaning all day. For day and night, your hand was heavy upon me. My strength was dried up as by the heat of summer. Now, what I know this is, I worked a few jobs that were outside in the summer and it messed me up. I mean, it was tough work, right? And then I moved down to Florida and doing yard work out in the summer is like, man, it is hot out here. And uh, you press through it, but you can feel that summer heat, that, that heat that just is oppressive to you, right? It dries up your strength. And there's nothing like when you can get in and get a cool drink, get showered, get cleaned up. But at that moment, it is that summer heat that is just draining you of all your energy. And David is saying that when I kept silent, when I didn't confess my sin, my bones wasted away. I wasn't, my life just wasn't going well for me. And I groaned all day long Why me? Why are things going this way? God for day and night, your hand was heavy upon me. It's like, he can't escape this. Right. And guys, when I read that verse, I'm like, okay, I'm not a rocket scientist. I don't know how rocket scientists became like the, the example of a really smart person. I'm sure there are other really smart people, but I'm not a rocket scientist, but that's not the way I want 2024 to be. Unfortunately, too often we forget to remember the consequences of our sin. In the book of James chapter one, verse five, I mean, this is right at the beginning of his book he's writing. It says, then desire when it is conceived gives birth to sin and sin when it is fully grown does what men it brings forth death. Men, there are some of you, because of your sin, you are wasting away. You are struggling with life. You are wasting away. It's the heavy hand of God. It's the summer heat. And you are just wasting away. And you are heading into 2024, and you are not in a good condition. And so that brings us to one word, men. One word that can change 2024 for some of you. Right For some of you, you're cruising into it. It's been a good year. You're walking with God. Whatever that is, you're you're doing it. But for some of you, you need a a break. You need a a good start to this year. And here's the one word, confession. Guys, that's the one word that can turn things around for you if you are living in sin. So the first thing we have to do is this. We have to confess our sins to God. Right? We confess our sins to God. Back to Psalm 32, David's talking about his sin. And in verse five, he says, I acknowledge my sin to you. Remember, he's feeling the heavy hand of God. It's like the summer heat. It's draining him. He can't escape his sin. Wherever he goes, whether he lays his head on the pillow, whether he's up and doing stuff with friends, in his mind, he always knows that sin. It's always on the forefront of everything he does. And he says in verse five, I acknowledge my sin to you and I did not cover my iniquity. I didn't hide it, right? I didn't hide it. He says, I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord. So he says, I, I, I know I'm a sinner and I'm going to confess my sins to the Lord. Now I'm going to get a drink here and I want you to think about this because this next little part of this passage is pretty amazing. And that's good on a cold day, hot chocolate. I'm not a coffee guy for you that know me. I'm not a coffee guy, but hot chocolate, good stuff on, on a cold day. So he says, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord. And here is what it is guys. And you forgave the iniquity of my sin. Guys, we need to confess to God. Why? Because God is the one you and you alone have I sinned against. God is the one that we have sinned against. Men, if you are living in sin, you need to stop the cover up. You need to confess your sin to God. Stop acting like he doesn't know what you're doing. You guys, that's why it's so easy to go to God and and confess our sins because he already knows them. We're not telling him, I mean, listen, you go to a spouse or you go to your children or you go to your employer and confess a sin and it could hit them like in tons of brick because they don't even know what's coming. They don't know what's been going on. Maybe they do, but probably they don't. God knows. And so confession comes from this place of true confession, true repentance. There's one thing that I cannot stand uh, is when an athlete, gets caught in transgressions, caught in sin, caught in doing something wrong, and they come onto TV and they, on a national stage, confess what they've done, right? I'm just telling you this. I I can't say 100%, but I think I'm safe in saying that a majority of the time, that individual is not truly repentant for what they have done. What they are repentant for is that they got caught, right? Because if they had not gotten caught, they would have never confessed what they had done. But when we get caught with our hand in the cookie jar, we confess what we have done. But as long as we don't get caught with our hand in our co- in the cookie jar, we're going to keep getting cookies. So what God desires is true repentance, true repentance. To repent means this, to feel or show that you are sorry for something bad or wrong that you did and that you want to do what's right. Did you hear that? Repentance is this. I recognize what I've done. I am sorry for what I've done and I want to do what's right. Guys, when it comes to sin, Satan does not make sin horrible. He makes it attractive. And once we're caught in that, then it's hard to get out of that. And when it comes to God and confessing our sin, true repentance comes when we acknowledge our sin and, and, and we are broken by it, where we truly have a desire. We, we've recognized what we've done and that it is wrong, that it is bad, and we want to do what is right. Psalm 38, 18, you notice a lot of these come from Psalms and David had some, some business when it came to sin. 38, 18 says, I confess my iniquity. I confess it. But he adds this on the back end of that. I confess my iniquity and I'm sorry for my sin. He says, I'm sorry for my sin. And guys, here's what it looks like. We have to jump all the way to Acts 19, 18. And what I like about this is it's talking about the church and how the church functions. And you want to talk about a repentant church? Check this out. Uh, verse 18 in chapter 19 of Acts says, also many of those who are now believers came confessing and divulging their practices. They're like, man, did you see it? And we'll make Joe like the really bad guy today, right? Did you see Joe? He came forward and confessed that he was having an affair. Oh my goodness. Can you believe that? And then somebody else is over here and he goes, man, he goes, I need to get right with God. And then another guy is like, I need to get right with God. And before you know it, guys are coming forward. Guys are getting right with God and the enemy's losing. I mean, he's like, man, what's going on here? Stop. Men, when men begin to get right with God, the enemy loses his hold on you. The enemy loses his grip on you. When we confess, the longer you live in sin, the more the enemy has a hold on you. So we need to stop hiding our sin and we need to bring it to the light. Now, here's another thing. We confess our sin to God, but we also, the Bible calls us to confess our sins to one another. In other words, guys, you're not alone in this. James five sixteen says, therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. Now, I will say this. That there are some out there because of sin, they have health issues because of sin. Now, I'm not saying everyone that has health issues is a, is sinning. I'm, I'm not saying that. But the reality is, is we all sin. We all fall short of the glory of God. No matter how hard I try not to, I seem to mess it up more than not. I mean, that's just like life, right? And I thank God that he loves me, that he sent his son to die on the cross for me. And when I stand before God, it's not going to be how righteous I was. It's going to be how perfect the sacrifice of Jesus Christ was for me. Now, that doesn't give me a free pass to just do what I want to do, live how I want to do with no consequences, right? But James says, confess your sins to one another. Guys, James understood this, that if there are men that, he, that God has placed in your life, use them. To confess your sin, to bring them alongside of you, to help you in the battle. Confessing our sins to others helps us in the battle because it makes us stronger. And on those days when we are weak, we've got people beside us. Now, here is where the new year takes a change for the better men. Because I want to tell you this. We confess our sins to God because he's the one we've sinned against. We confess our sins to others because they give us strength in the battle. They can be there for us and we can be there for them when they have the problems. But the third thing is this confession leads to a blessed life. I did not say confession leads to an easy life. I did not say confession leads to a smooth 2024, but what it leads to is a blessed life. Getting the new year started in the right direction begins with confessing our sin and getting right with God. First John one, nine. This is a promise guys. If we confess our sins, if we recognize we've done wrong, we know that we need to confess to God. If we confess those sins, John says he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins. So he forgives us our sins. Okay. Okay. But he doesn't stop there. He says he's faithful to forgive our sins, faithful and just to forgive our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. He's wiping the slate clean. He's like, oh, got that spot, got that spot, got that spot. Men, if we confess our sins to God and if we do our part of it, he's going to do his part. And I love when David would say, create in me a clean heart and renew a right spirit. Create in me a clean heart, wipe the slate clean and, 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 you know, and renew a right spirit, point me in the right direction, get me headed in the right direction. So we're bouncing back to Psalm 32. I'm telling you, go read Psalm 32, read the whole chapter, just read through it. It it will change your life and the way that you look at sin and, and how to respond to that. But this is the beginning of it. This is before David even talks about the heavy hand of God in his life. He said, Blessed is the one whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Now, guys, I'm not done yet. Percolate on that, though. Blessed is the one whose transgression is forgiven. When we enter 2024, when we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us of those sins. And when He does that, you are blessed. Because David says, blessed is the one whose transgression is forgiven. That's what James said. That's what John says. That's going to happen, right? When our sin is covered, we are blessed. But then David says more, he says, blessed is the man against whom the Lord counts no iniquity and in whose spirit there is no deceit. When we are living in sin, we are living in deceit. We are trying to put on a show for other people while we're living a second life, kind of like an undercover life, right? And David says, I've tried to live the lie. I've tried to live with a foot in both worlds, a foot in sin and a foot in following God, a man after God's own heart, but a man living in sin. I've tried to live that. When I finally confessed that sin, I was a blessed man because he forgave me. And I was blessed because he no longer counted that iniquity against me. And there wasn't a spirit of deceit. Now, when I was young, I lived in some lies, And because I didn't want people to know what I was doing, but you have to be so careful of every step you take when you're living a lie. I would always tell my kids, it's much easier to live the truth, right? You don't worry about the truth being found out because the truth is the truth. But when you are living a lie, it is hard to keep that concealed, right? Because one lie requires another lie requires another lie. And David is saying, when I was sleeping with Bathsheba, when I was living in sin, There was a spirit of deceit in my life. I was having to fool everybody. Listen, people in his kingdom knew what was going on. People in his court knew what was going on. People in his household knew what was going on. But he was trying to keep it quiet. So that was filled with deceit. And he says, listen, when God forgives you and counts your iniquities not against you, it gets rid of the spirit of deceit. So let's get this year started right by examining our lives, getting rid of anything that keeps us from experiencing the best year that God has for us. Uh, Getting this year started right requires an honest self-examination and a response of confession where needed. And here is what you always need to remember. Men, No matter how bad the sin is, no matter how great the sin is, no matter how far that you have wandered away from God, please open your ears today. Three words for you that are life changing and that allow us to do the things that we need to do to get back on track to have a good 2024. And those three words are this. God loves you. God loves you. Right, While we were still sinners, God sent his son, Jesus, to die on the cross for us. God knows who you are. He could wipe you off the face of this earth if he chose. But he loves you. The Bible even says that we discipline the ones that we love, right? Why does he discipline us? Because he loves us and he wants us to do the right things. He knows what's best for us. Men, God wants a relationship with you. And he wants to get us on track to have a great year, no matter what comes our way. So men, remember the word, one word that gets us on track, confession, confession. So here's what I'm going to ask you to do after you listen. I know we went a little longer than normal. I knew this was going to happen. But after you listen to this, just step away and take some time and say, God, where have I sinned against you? Where have I sinned against you? And then just be quiet. Shut up, right? I mean, some people aren't good at shutting up, but just shut up and be still and know that he is God. Listen to him. And let him reveal in your life where are the things that you need to confess. Where are the things that you need to get right. And as he reveals those things, confess them. As he reveals those things, continue to confess them. Knowing that if you confess, he will forgive. And you will no longer live under the deception of your iniquity, of your sin. And so, men, here is to a great 2024. I mean, let's get this started off right. Men, it's that time. It is time to man up. And we hope this year that it goes amazing for you. It's going to be challenging still, but that it's amazing and that you see the hand of God doing awesome things. And you have opportunity to step back and just praise God. But it begins getting this year off right with confession men. Have a great day.